episode of the Sports Lords is brought to you by Latitude Margaritaville, Jimmy Buffett's retirement community with locations in Daytona Beach, Florida, Watersound, Florida, and Hilton Head, South Carolina. Come live your golden years in Parrot Head Heaven and drink yourself to death, Mom. Waste away your final years in Margaritaville. And now it's time for the Sports Lords. <laughs> Check out our shirts. We all are feeling the island vibes. Oh, yeah. Summer's here, baby. And um, yeah, you know, we got a huge guest coming up. I teased it a little bit earlier. Old friend of the show has not been back in over a year now, but we still stand him. And uh, yeah, going to see how he's doing. It's going to be great to catch up. And yeah, yeah, we we encourage everybody to get their retirement age parents into those Margaritaville retirement communities. Ignore the headlines about the gonorrhea outbreaks that have been ravaging them. It's it's not a big deal, actually. Fake news, fake news. I New York Times. The the lion liberal media strikes again. Yeah, Yeah, first it was coronavirus. Now it's this. margaritaville retirement homes come on please yeah have a little class for christ's sake i'm i'm actually trying to see if their age requirements are flexible at all because i'm i've been eyeing the water sound florida community oh yeah um i've I've always wanted to live in water sound and you know i'm a parrot head so you know does it do i have to be over 55 or whatever the age limit is i mean i'm i'm retired at heart so yeah is that enough? I think it's, you know, it's more of a mentality than it is about the, the number of your age or whatever. So I think it should count. I have a change in latitude already. So mm-hmm. like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And I, I'm also just, I mean, can you imagine the gamilfs there? Ooh. Oh, I can imagine and daddy like you. Talking <laughs> the highest level gamilfs. Super high level of gamilfs and they're parrot heads so there's probably a decent amount of swingers uh oh you know oh, yeah open open sexually and loose as far as their monogamous lifestyle and i'm yeah. ready to learn yeah exactly like i think you can look at it as a learning experience i mean every the main facet of being a parrot head is just being shit face drunk <laughs> all the time yeah. so you know it's a pretty loosey-goosey environment i think which is cool so we want to thank them for the sponsorship. It's, yeah, it's we'll, huge. We'll, we'll be sure to ask when uh, our guest calls in. Let's be sure to find out a little bit more about Latitude Margaritaville. For sure. Yeah, he'll have all the answers. And I think you can figure out who this special guest is. But if you can't, it's going to be a mind-blowing surprise to you, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if you can't figure it out by now... Uh, you know, maybe get your brain checked. Yeah, see a doctor. Or or you're like a young person who has good taste. Yeah. Also a possibility. That's that could be too. But that's not a possibility because you're if you're listening to us or watching us right now, then that's not you. Yeah. And actually I have a story to share with our guest about how he's reached a new generation, but I'll save that for when he's done because yeah. it's it's good stuff. It's coming up here in a little yeah. bit. Absolutely. Um, well, with that being said, uh, how, how are your guys' weeks and your sports sports weeks? Sports weeks. Um, well, you know, we were riding that Hawks high a week ago. That's come back, back down to earth. And of course, our hometown Atlanta Braves. Whew. Oh, boy, is it is it ugly over there, folks? Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later for sure. But um, 
Yeah, it's been a busy week. There's a lot going on, man, at least on my end when it comes to sports. Because like Jimmy said, you know, Hawks still in it, not, you know, kind of bouncing back down to earth as we anticipated, or at least I definitely did. Um, the Braves sucking. And then for me, a little bit of footy. A bit know, of with footy, the, eh? With the Euros starting up uh, in Europe and then Copa America, which is the South American version of that starting up as well over the weekend, got me tuning into that as well nice yeah. busy that's tight yeah. I, I did not check out the um the euros but obviously saw the every everyone talking about the uh danish player yeah, christian erickson just like collapsed on the field and did, and he had to be what what happened there so yeah that was really scary um former tottenham player current inter milan player uh, Danish star Christian Eriksen in the middle of the game collapsed against Finland and he basically went into cardiac arrest on the field and they had to do CPR on him on the field and resuscitate him um, and he was taken to a hospital he's thankfully okay they don't know why or what sprung this cardiac arrest he doesn't have like a history of it per se so it's a scary thing might be the last time he ever participates in in any kind of sport like that because uh you don't want to risk it yeah no. you don't want to die that's no. for sure. you want to avoid that at all costs yeah not in a game against finland if you're gonna die it's like got to be world cup final against sure. like brazil or some shit like that that would know, make or... a little more sense yeah uh, yeah first round finland not a way to go like live, you you want to live long enough to make it to these margaritaville retirement communities and, and die, i know die there and i know exactly. that Christian as a guy, you know, European Danish guy, he's probably got his eye on the Daytona Beach Latitude Margaritaville location, if I had to guess. Very different weather, you know, get out of that cold, get out of that Viking cold weather and yeah, and lime margarita yeah. in your hand. Exactly. And he can hopefully he lives many more years. He can make it there and die a natural death of just choking on his vomit after too many degree <laughs> margaritas. Yeah, that's it. we should all be so lucky. But glad he's okay. Prayers up for him. And hey, I hope I hope to see him at the Water Sound or Daytona Beach or Hilton Head, um, Latitude Margaritaville, or all three. In our all yeah. three. I mean, can you imagine? You, if you that's the goal. You have a house <laughs> at Beach Latitude Margaritaville. You summer in one. You winter in the other. Yeah, and hey, then, the girlfriends in each one. I mean, that wouldn't be me. I'm a married guy. Yeah, you pull yeah. a rush probes, so you got a different family in each yeah. one. <laughs> and Jimmy, a lot can change, you know? That's true. You don't know what the future holds. You could, be, you yeah. could be a triple homeowner um, swinger in Margaritaville. I mean, and I'm, not, I'm not wishing this upon anyone, but like, you know, who knows? What if we outlive uh, our significant others? Then it's... Right free for all exactly i mean you don't know where life's gonna take you so i'd never say never you guys are right my the only thing in my prenup when i got married was if my wife dies before i do i am allowed to move into these margaritaville uh locations and game on yeah you know? that's awesome that's Tom DeLong that said it's game on that's the only <laughs> thing in my prenup you yeah. made that legally binding yeah <laughs> and and i we have an understanding in in my relationship that you know we're strictly monogamous but we both understand once we qualify and get approved to move into Latitude Margaritaville, anything goes. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So. Man, you guys, I need to, to talk to Kelly about all this because I, I am way behind. We need, it's an important discussion to have. That it's, I'm not easy. Now. it's not easy to bring up, but I guarantee you it'll be like when we, when I brought it up, we were already on the same page. And it was That's like, awesome. so glad this was. Yeah broached because now we can just you know rest easy yeah that's um, yeah it brought us closer together actually <laughs> that's beautiful man okay i'm gonna work on that tonight talk to kelly about it get the documents yeah if you guys need if you guys need some like advice or want to like reach out like we're happy to like discuss it with you guys and like fill you in on some of the details we went okay. over you know like yeah, totally yeah. totally cool yeah awesome yeah um and yeah you're, you'll be glad you did but um yeah prayers up to christian erickson uh that's what we were talking about. 
<laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's been a busy yeah. sports week is, I guess, the point I was trying to make initially. Yeah, yeah right. And uh, someone derailed it. But speaking of sports, these NBA playoffs continue to be exciting. How about it, folks? How about that? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, uh, like we, we had our, our heavy Atlanta Hawks show last week. So we're going to try not to like go too, too heavy with that this week. But, you know. Oh, yeah. It was bound to happen. Uh, the number one seed woke up and showed up. And the Hawks played their worst game, I would say, in a little while in this game three. Very sloppy with the ball um not really doing anything and got a lot of bad news with deandre hunter being out for the rest of the season who we need so bad in this series especially yeah that's a blow um it also turns out that joel Embiid's uh joel Embiid's meniscus uh doesn't seem to be affecting him much no, he's uh because he's dominant. very 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 good uh yeah yeah i was kind of hoping that would be a factor and it has not been um but hey, still in it. Yeah, tonight, you know, if if the Hawks can play the same strategy they did in game one and just like not miss shots at all, yeah, um, then they have a chance. But if they start missing shots like they have the last couple games, it's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, um, you know, like Philly's doing what they're supposed to do. They are the number one seed for a reason. Um you know, I'm still rooting for Atlanta, but I'm less like I think we were talking about it off mic last week. I'm like, I'm less stressed about this series because I have less Sixers friend like fans who are friends of mine. Um, because that was a big thing with the Knicks. I have so many Knicks friends that like I just didn't want to hear their crap if they be Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, I genuinely thought the Hawks were a better team than the Knicks, and they should have beat them, and they did. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say the Hawks are better than Philly. I think Philly's a more proven team. They're cons- yeah. the matchup is tough for Atlanta. Um, yeah, but you, you never know. Yeah, you never know, but you can see watching these games that they're like the size is just it, it leans yeah. heavily in Philly's favor um, on both ends, both defense and offense, which is yeah, why ben we need Simmons, DeAndre Hunter. Ben Simmons is like reaching over Trey's head, it's all over him. Yeah, it's like the Hawks have to play a perfect game to win where the Sixers yeah. don't. They can still mumble around and be all right. And yeah. It's, it's it's interesting, too, because, like, uh, basketball is a sport more than, like, baseball or football, I would say. Like, in baseball, it's like the better team will probably win the series, but anything can happen. You know, there's a lot more random chance. Mm-hmm. Whereas basketball, it does feel like if a team is – are you know significantly better on paper they're probably going to win the series Uh, yeah yeah um yeah so it's you know they're still alive but but yeah i mean as a hawks fan i i do feel happy because it feels like people are finally like noticing the hawks and like finally respecting trey young a little bit so worst case scenario like they're on the national radar now is like an up and coming team. Yeah. There's free, free agents, disgruntled free agents from other teams are watching and be like, Oh yeah, I'm the missing piece potentially. Why not? Exactly. So, so that'll be good, but we'll see. Uh, it was cool. If anything to see like folks show up uh, in Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, cause it was like a packed house standing room only. Everyone was excited. It's too bad. They laid a turd of course. So when that happened, yeah. Um, but what sucks about basketball too is that you know they were down big, but it's like you know you can go on a run and immediately get back in the game. So it's like I can't like in a baseball like when the Braves went down eleven to nothing in the first inning of that playoff game, it was like well I don't have to watch this anymore. Yeah. And I just moved on with my night. Whereas in yeah. basketball, I keep like well they're uh oh it's it's down to fourteen maybe, and then it's yeah. like, I'm wasting my time. What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like the second quarter, maybe they like the entire quarter, they were stuck between like seven and nine points down for yeah. like an entire quarter. It was just, but the whole time they're like, all right, it's single digits. They could, they're right there. And it was just like, no, they're just going to stay between seven and nine points down. 
Um, Basically, the key the key tonight, I think, is Clint Capella needs to play better. I know it's hard because it's guarding Joel Embiid, who, you know, some people still say is the MVP and should have won the MVP this year. Yeah. Also, John Collins has to like remember that the playoffs are happening because he disappears a little too much. Like when he's on, he he's in stop, he's awesome, but he just kind of goes away, unfortunately. Yeah, not as not as big a factor as as you would hope. Right. Um, but I'm just looking at the uh, at the other series. I didn't realize that that uh, the Suns swept. Yeah, the Suns are for real, man. They are really good. They swept the Nuggets out. Um, so that means that the final four teams of the playoffs in the bubble last season, none of them won a game in the second round because only the Nuggets made it to the second round and got swept. Damn. So. Crazy. And they swept uh, the team with the MVP, Nikolai Jokic. Nikolai Jokic. But, um, you know, they're missing uh, Jamal Murray. Uh, and the thing about that, Jokic. you have to wonder if, um, you got to wonder if, like, playing the bubble, having a shortened offseason, and then starting up again immediately kind of broke down all the final four teams. Because, like, they all suffered from injuries. Like, the Lakers, who won it all, had AD out. Uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope was injured as well. The Celtics were in shambles. Like, Jalen Brown was hurt and mm-hmm. pretty beat up. The Miami Heat, I think, were – I don't think – I don't know. I don't buy the Heat totally yet. I know they made the finals last year. But they had some injuries throughout the, the season that kind of messed with them. And then Jamal Murray for the Nuggets was out. So you got to wonder if if the t- playing along a long time last season – and then starting up again affected these guys. It seems like it did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting as time goes on how how people judge these COVID seasons. Because, um, you know, like we're already at the 60, past the 60 game mark in baseball. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's kind of weird remembering that that was a full season yeah. last year. But And then in the other the other series that I've really been – keyed up on and like turn has swung crazily because of injury and everything as well as Milwaukee and Brooklyn where the Nets essentially embarrassed Milwaukee those first two games I mean they were up 49 points in game two at one point and then Milwaukee went back home and they played a, a game straight out of 1996 where it was in the 80s and then last game game four Kyrie gets hurt and he's out in a walking boot. We'll see what his status is. But yeah, Milwaukee's been able to claw back in it and it's tied at two. I would yeah. love for them to somehow pull that off, man. Yeah. Because like the, the Nets, they're just like, they're so good, but they just, they're a hateable team. They're the they're troll team. They're the troll team. Yeah, because yeah, it's just, uh, it's a franchise that most people don't give a shit about in their own borough. Mm-mm. And yeah. these guys just, in the ultimate player empowerment era move, if you want to call it that, just like, hey, let's just do a super team, uh, and this just for the for the hell of it. Yeah, uh, and like, KD and Kyrie are like two of you know the best basketball players on earth, but their personalities are just like, like James Harden is the most likable of the three to me. Um, but, but, and because there's that story, I think it was in, I don't know which game it was in, but where Katie's bodyguard ran out onto the court and sort of bumped, yeah, EJ Tucker on the, yeah. on the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and Katie kind of like backed up, backed away and like let his personal bodyguard, who I guess is technically now on the Nets payroll, but he's not so, allowed anymore in the rest of the series. Yeah, they banned him for yeah. the rest of the series. But it just looked like such a soft move. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, why is this bodyguard? Like, players get in each other's faces all the time. And they, they never fight. Bodyguard. They're not going to fight. Like, you're just yeah, going to talk like, crap. Yeah, and that's all they were doing. And then this guy runs out there and, like, throws a shoulder into P.J. Tucker. It's like, and Katie's just kind of, like, backing away. Like, whoa. It's like, dude, you look like such a little bitch, man. The other thing, too, regardless if you're a bodyguard or not, like, no one wants to fight PJ Tucker. Yeah, he's like the dude is like tatted. He's he's a tough ass. He's a little stout, just strong yeah. guy. I don't know if you saw like it was uh, Drew Holiday after the game asked him about that, and his quote was like, "Nah, man, Tuck crazy. No one yeah. wants to fight Tuck." 
It's like, all right. Yeah. So that was just like another heel moment or for the Nets where it was just like, Katie, you just like, you're so good, man. I love watching you play, but like you kind of have like a little bitch personality. And something else that bothers me about the Nets that low key doesn't get talked a lot about. It's like, I love Steve Nash. He's their coach. I love Steve Nash. I liked him when he was a player. I thought, I think he's a, he's a good dude. He, he seems cool, whatever, but like all season long, and it just and he was talking about PJ Tucker guarding KD because PJ Tucker is a lot shorter than KD, but he really bothers him. Like he's really good. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, he's not gu- he's not playing basketball. It's like not really basketball the way he's guarding him. It's like whatever. And Steve Nash keeps saying that because he said that about Trey Young too. He was like, oh, he hunts fouls. That's not really basketball. He keeps saying things aren't basketball. It's like, oh, so only what the Nets do is basketball. Yeah. Like, get over yourself, man. Yeah. Also, Steve Nash, there's so many videos of you hunting for fouls when you played. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. It's funny that he's, yeah, he can say that about Trey. And people are like, Trey Young's game's just like Steve Nash's. Because Trey modeled his game after Steve Nash's. Yeah. It's like, he's come his on, favorite bro. player. Yeah. But yeah, Steve Nash. Love him, love the guy, but like, come on, get over yourself a little bit. You've become the, you've become the troll as well, which don't do that. You're too cool for that. Yeah. <clears throat> and you're just like the, you're like the co-pilot to the big three. You're just like, what do you guys think tonight? I know. <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys want? Well, sounds good. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and producer Kyle just pointed out, yeah, he did hunt for fouls a lot. And so Kyrie, Kyrie. does too. Yeah um which look i don't love hunting for fouls i think that's kind of lame but again if if the rules allow it the way that like harden did the way that paul pierce's whole career was doing that as well if you're finding ways to mess up the rules then like you know you got to live with it the nba has to do something about it you can't tell these players i mean harden spends his off seasons figuring out ways to like bypass the rules or like kind of get around them to do that kind of stuff um but then it, you know i don't want to go too long because we do want to get this guest in here in the last series um utah and the clippers Kawhi leonard has you know after going down 0-2 again the clippers Kawhi leonard cyborg Kawhi has been activated and uh the robot the terminator or whatever has like yeah. a full effect and dominating and also donovan mitchell is now hurt which sucks um we'll see his status because you know all these injuries it's always like well we'll see next game and they don't release any information so hopefully he'll be all right but um the clippers got back into that series paul george has shown up again as well but that's a fun one and utah's really good they're a really good team when donovan mitchell especially is healthy i just can't root for their because of their fans so sure sure that's fair that's reasonable um yeah it'll be interesting to see See who comes out of these these sem conference semis here. I mean, can um, you imagine a finals of like the Jazz and the and the Bucks or something? Like the NBA is like hoping against oh, all hell that like the Clippers come out of the West and that the Sixers or the Nets come out of the East. Absolutely, yeah. Even though, like, it would be amazing to watch those two teams play each other. But yeah, yeah. The NBA's worst nightmare. Or the Suns. The Suns are one of yeah. the most the Suns are like the Hawk what the what I want the Hawks to get to. Mm-hmm. I want them to level up to that because they're super fun. They're young, but they have Chris Paul and they have like some veterans and Jay Crowder and like they balance the team out that way. But they don't have like a national fan base, you right. know, and, and they don't have the L.A. market like the Clippers are the number two team in L.A., but at least you have the L.A. market still for sure. And you have Kawhi and Paul George and all that. But yeah, so the NBA, I think, is rooting for <laughs> specific teams right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They want that L.A. market. And yeah, even though the Clippers are the second team, you know, all sorts of celebrity D-bags will be coming out of the woodwork as Clippers fans if they make yeah. it to the finals this year. There's like a couple. Not Billy Crystal. He's always been there. That's what I was going to say. It's like Billy Crystal's one. And then there's like a one or two other celebrities who are like, you know, claim the Clippers as their team. Yeah. Billy Crystal has been there since forever. So like, you know, he's not one of those bandwagon guys. And I don't like Billy Crystal. So I don't know why I'm defending him so harshly, but. He's, you know, I appreciate Billy Crystal. He's made some. You like the jazz man sketch, don't you? I mean, I think that's his <laughs> finest work. Yeah, finest work. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good idea from Billy to to be a jazz man. 
Sure. If you don't know what we're talking about, go- give it a Google. It doesn't hold. It doesn't hold up. Yeah. No. But I, I will say I'm also not a huge fan, but he does seem like a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. And come on, the the City Slickers movies, classics. Yeah. Those are good. And I, I didn't get it. Really I didn't get it. It wasn't for me. Not for you. Okay. No. Well, no. No. If you read the the history, the book about SNL too, like they screwed him over. Hey. I think like Lorne, I forgot what exactly the story was, but he handled it like very gracefully about how That's they like, nice. screwed him out of being a cast member. Um, yeah, producer Kyle's on board with City Slayers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like the book better. So like the movie just didn't live up to me. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the reading the book as a child. <laughs> the novelization of the film City Slayers. Yeah. yeah. I like the novelization better. Yeah. But- but a, yeah, Billy Crystal does seem like a knight. He seems like a guy that like I'd like to run into in New York City on the street and just like, hey man, let's talk some baseball for a quick minute. Yeah. It'd be like a fun interaction and then like peace, you know? Yeah, I feel like he's the type of guy who would humor you. If you're like, hey, you're right. Yeah, or whatever, you know. You like, let me recommend the best bagel place to you, okay? Yeah. And yeah. Then, could you give me just two lines up from your famous Jasmine character yeah. here in the streets? Tell me, tell me what it was like to work on my giant with uh, <laughs> that one guy, um, George Mirasan. George Mirasan, yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. that's his best work. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, but I'd love to see a Bucks comeback. That would be exciting. Or yeah. seven games. I mean, I'll, I just wanted seven games out of those two. Um, they've been weird games, so I'm hoping they can like get a little bit more competitive, but. And not in the 80s because it's fun to see scoring, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's been fun. The playoffs have been fun so far. We'll we'll have to wait and see what happens. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, that said, that's basketball. And that's our <laughs> oh. that's our college of basketball. <laughs> um I think yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick little pause because we're going to get our guests situated in here. Um, and then we're going to be back and we're going to talk to this guest who's a, a huge get. He's been on the show before, but um, yeah, we're going to take a quick little pause and uh, we'll be right back uh, with the, with the show. So yeah, hang tight. We'll be back. It's the worldwide sports radio network. And we're back. We have, uh, I believe, our guest on the line, and uh, we were hey, hyping him. Hey, hey. Oh, there he is. We were hyping up earlier. Friend of the show. Last time we heard from him was right after he did a mic drop at the Superdome singing the national anthem. It's our good friend, Mr. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy, welcome back to the show, sir. <laughs> good to be here. I'm calling in from from uh the bahamas i'm on my boat sailing around the island oh you're on the ss pussy lover you're, you're I, i'm on the ss pussy lover too it's the second the first one sank now i'm on the no. second one oh, yeah. i hope you weren't on it when it sank no but a bevy of women were <laughs> well, of course always survived what's that they all survived no no they're dead oh no <laughs> wow that's but i sh- guess it's international water, so oh, yeah, it I'm not doesn't cul- need to be reported, I guess. I'm not yeah. culpable. I wasn't there. And as far as the authorities are concerned, uh, I, I had nothing to do with the boat. I'm not on the registration. Oh, nice. That's great. Very smart maneuvering by you. Yeah, thank you. Hey, well, thank you guys for shouting out to the, today's episode, Latitude Margaritaville. Yeah, when you recorded that drop for us uh, a few weeks ago for, you know, once we joined uh, the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and had some drops, you know, it's the least we could do. You helped us out with that drop. It's the least we can do to do your your commercial. Oh, it was my pleasure to record that drop. I recorded that on the SS Pussy Lover 2 <laughs> uh-huh. in, in the middle of a lovemaking session. Ooh. Wow, in the middle of it. I stopped. I was fully engorged and I stopped and I did a quick drop and then got right back to business. You really do mix business with pleasure, huh? Oh, it's the only way to live, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Jimmy, before we get too far ahead of ourselves and everything, it's been over 
almost two years since we've talked to you, I guess. How have you been? How's how's life during COVID been for you? Oh man, Th- this this whole COVID thing was crazy. First, you know, it's crazy that the Chinese intentionally released a virus to. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, we won't go there. Diego, hear him out. Well, no, you know, I don't have to get into my beliefs. You, you know, I'm right. Diego's wrong. But, you know, it, it's been crazy. I had to cancel a bunch of tours all over the middle America. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, that was hard. And not seeing the coral reefers, that was even harder. Yeah, yeah. So sure. I just got on my boat and I set sail and pretty much just been drunk as shit at sea this whole time. Yeah, I guess but nothing's changed. Yeah. No, not really, but I'm excited. You know, I got I got the vaccine and I'm ready to hit the road again this summer and in oh, the so fall. You did get the vaccine. That's good. I got the Moderna. Okay. That's and the only I'm I'm hearing that's the best one. Oh, okay. Was that a vaccine or was that just one of the ladies you hooked up with? <laughs> Both. Okay. Oh, great. Nice. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I guess. I guess there's COVID at sea, so you're you're safe out there, right? Well, I I, I was either safe out there or I was an unwitting super spreader because I was stopping <laughs> at islands, mixing it up. Because you know some of those islands, they, there were no rules, man. Oh, okay. Well, it, one could argue you've been a super spreader since like the '60s. <laughs> yeah, super spreader of joy. Yeah, exactly. And other. Uh, that's other. exactly what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and chlamydia. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, you're not gonna lie. Not gonna Listen. lie, especially not on this show. No, thank Maybe. you. How, how do you respond to these media reports about the massive chlamydia and gonorrhea outbreaks across all of the the Margaritaville resort locations or Look, retirement communities? Excuse me. Retirement communities. They're and, like resorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys should check them out. They're pretty cool. No, you know, I respond. I say, people are gonna, people are gonna party, and shit happens when you party, and that's just part of the deal, man. These paired heads know what they're getting into. There's, you know, there's, there's chlamydia to your left, gonorrhea to your right, and you're gonna still go to a sex party. That's a take on fins. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah. Fins up. Fins up, dicks out. That's what I say. So you were saying we should check him out. We were having this discussion before, and I don't know what happened to Kevin. His internet must have cut out again. Mm-hmm. But um, we were having this discussion before you came on where it's a retirement community, but like, you know, the three of us feel, you know, we're not retirement age yet, but we feel like we we can live that retirement life. Is that all right? Or do you have to like be 65 and over only? Look, I'm kind of... I'm kind of hamstrung by the lawyers on this one because I wanted to expand it to younger people. Right. But, you know, they, they insist, no, you got to be, you know, a, AARP and you got to be 65. Man, I think that's crap. I've been retired since I was 27. Basically. The dream. Yeah. It is the dream. I've written, you know, some of the best songs of all time and, and it's gotten me to be able to live a retired lifestyle. Pencil thin mustache? Are you kidding me? You ought to see when I play that thing live, man. People lose their fucking minds. <laughs> so I've seen that, yeah. Yeah. So I guess I guess if the suits, you know, have your hands tied, maybe my best option is to just get a fake ID. There you go. Up my age up about 40, 35, 40 years. Now we're cooking. And, you know, maybe just pop a wig on. All right. Yeah. Okay. We're going do do what you got to do, man. They don't they don't check these things that they they don't scrutinize, you know. Okay. Okay. I mean, these are my employees, you know, and I insist in order to work for me, you got to be at least six land sharks drunk all the time. I require my employees to drink. They got to guzzle a six pack before lunch. That's just part of the deal. Hmm. That's awesome. That you, sounds like a great workplace culture you've created. Oh, it's there. perfect. You maintain the perfect buzz at all times. And then when you clock out, then you, you get blackout. Yeah, you got the golden hour all day long. Exactly. It's like that movie they made that, you know, 
whatever. Nobody saw that. But the the one where uh, the the three European guys or four European guys just get drunk all day. Another round. That's what it's called. I saw that movie. I thought, what's so special about this? This is just how everybody lives. And my wife explained, no, no, you are not normal. And she had to explain to me, some people, they're not getting loaded all day, every day. <laughs> Man, it's, it's sad. Yeah. Their lives so, are that much poorer for it. So, Mr. Buffett, I have a quick question for you, too. Um, it's come out, I've seen on the news that, uh, you know, I don't know if you heard about Bill Gates getting divorced from his uh, wife, Melinda. And it's come out that, like, your old friend, Jeffrey, was kind of part of the problem. He was part of the reason because she didn't, Melinda was not a fan of Jeffrey. Um, and Bill was, he was interested in him. Like, did you ever hang out with, with Bill Gates, maybe on Little St. James or any of the islands you visited? Oh, sure. I saw him around. Yeah. I'd pull out a guitar, light up a J and sing while he was being pleasured by a, an army of young girls. <laughs> I'm just telling you like it is. No lies. I, I, yeah. I've, I've never questioned you, Mr. Buffett. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, you know, I was a fixture of Little St. James. Part of it just being, you know, I'm always sailing around the Caribbean when I'm not on tour. Yeah. I'm going to stop at Little St. James. You know, sure. and, and Bill Gates, sure, he was there, and his wife, he, he'd always say, "Don't tell my wife." And I'd be like, "Okay, okay, man," and I'd be, you know, I'd give him a little grief. I'd say, "Oh, how's the uh, Windows Phone doing, <laughs> dumbass?" And then, yeah. you know, but I guess uh, we can't all have understanding spouses. <laughs> sure, no, no, sure. sir. I know, I, I, my spouse, holy crap, the stuff she's let me do, you wouldn't believe it. Um, yeah, I don't think I would. Um, but Jimmy, I just, I just want to share a personal story with you. Um, uh, I have a five-year-old nephew who is really into dinosaurs. And oh. he watched the Jurassic, the newer Jurassic World movies. And I, I didn't know this because I haven't seen them. But apparently, uh, you you make a small cameo in at least one of those. And I, I had my five year old nephew saying the name Jimmy Buffett to me the other day. So I, I just think it's amazing that people sort of see your fans as belonging to maybe a certain age group, but really you've reached a whole other generation through these Jurassic World cameos. Oh yeah, no, I mean. You'll have to remind me what I do in my cameo because I'll be honest, I was uh, <laughs> I was blackout drunk when we shot that. So I, I believe there's just a brief moment when dinosaurs are like attacking this resort area, and you you rescue some margaritas that some people who are fleeing from di the dinosaurs. Everyone's running and you run out and you grab some drinks. Yeah. Oh heck yeah! I mean, knowing me, that was probably not even scripted. You know, that's just what. I mean, because those dinosaurs, those are real. Yeah, okay. Look, they're using real dinosaurs. Using real dinosaurs. They want you to think it's CGI, but it's not. It's real. Those are oh, real dinosaurs. Okay. That's crazy. And so they were attacking. People were killed. And I thought, somebody better save these margaritas. I want to drink them. Yeah. yeah. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to yeah. be a hero. That's yeah. Just, and... Hey, I don't want to call myself a hero, but you you just did. I'll call you a hero. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I hope our president will recognize your service. I think I feel like our last president did and didn't get around to giving you a congressional <laughs> medal of some kind. No, he told me Medal of Freedom. He told me that was in the cards for term number two, which is uh, why I stormed the Capitol with some of my fellow patriots on January 6th. Oh, you were there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you were the person who tried to bring the boat in. Yeah, I tried to say I didn't quite make it to the Capitol because I I just drove my boat on the land <laughs> uh, off the Potomac. And I was just, you know, basically I was there in spirit. But at, in actuality, I was drunk on a boat in on the shores of the Potomac. OK, let me ask you a question that's a little bit of a tangent or a shifts in direction but i'm curious about this because how do you feel about you know you're a boatman how do you feel about jet skis i mean 
look, uh, jet skis are fine if uh, if you want to be a self-appointed douche. Oh, okay, wow. Wow, because I love jet skis. I think they're super fun, but I guess I'm a self-appointed douche. Yeah, I guess, is it, Jimmy, this is just a guess, but is it because drunkenness doesn't pair as well with a jet ski like it does with a normal boat? Yeah, that's part of it. And then, you know, they're always, people get on those things, they don't know what they're doing. They're just some tourist. And look, I've I've been frank about this before. I said this on the Today Show years ago. If I see you in a jet ski and you come between, you're anywhere near the SS Pussy Lover 2, you're getting runned over. You're getting runned over. I'm going to try and kill you. (laughs) All Uh, right. Good to know. So surf's listening out there. Stay away. uh, If you're on a jet ski, stay away from from Mr. Buffett. And I could be anywhere. I'm all over the Caribbean, but hey, I'll go anywhere on that boat. Love that boat. On the boat now. Um, so tying it a little bit into sports, again, last we talked to you, you had just Mike dropped Mike the, dropped the mic at the at the New Orleans Superdome before the Saints uh, playoff game. Yeah. You've been watching That's- any you've been watching anything uh, recently? um you know i've been i I keep in tune with a little bit of everything uh you know i'm hoping for the pelicans because you know as we discussed last time i am a mardi gras american you are a mardi gras american yes love my mardi gras american cities new orleans i was hoping the pelicans with zion you know i i hope big things are ahead for them at the smoothie king center Mm -hmm. and uh have you ever thought about maybe using your name or Margar- the Margaritaville brand to license in the arena there or somewhere else? Well, uh, yeah, you know, Landshark, uh, I, I feel like um, the, the day's coming. We're going to have a Landshark arena or Landshark stadium. Well, there was Landshark stadium in Miami, but it changed. Right. And I knew that. No, I know. I know. I'm just I letting know. our audience know. Sure. And uh so we're going to try and get that change back. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it's there, there's never something that we can't brand into Margaritaville. Yeah. We were trying to get branded, you know, some detention centers on the border. <laughs> and my business manager said it might not be a good idea. And I, I said, okay, you're the boss. I don't know. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to throw ideas out there, you know? I mean, you're sure. a creative person, so it's just And like, hey, I'm always open to ideas. Hey, on the spot right now, what should we brand at Margaritaville or Landshark? Go. One thing. Each of you. Now. Uh, I mean, you could have a Margaritaville Cialis, maybe. I feel like that that's some good synergy opportunities there with your retirement community yeah maybe it's like a margaritaville drink that has a cialis in it and so like you're drinking and it's not just for people with ed because like you know if you get drunk sometimes it doesn't work but you can do both yeah i'm liking this i'm liking this i'm writing this down (laughs) thank you boys wow that that could be a game changer Start pumping that stuff in the bars at the different latitude margaritavilles as a tester. Yeah, have, you know, there might be a few heart attacks along the way, but but hey, you gotta, you gotta break some eggs to make an omelet, you know? Exactly. Absolutely. And in this case, eggs are human lives. Yep. Uh, my, I guess my pitch to you, since you wanted one from each of us, and I was Jimmy's, is maybe a margaritaville vaccine. You know, because there's a lot of people hesitant to take any kind of vaccine. But if we make a Margaritaville one that yeah. maybe gives you the effects of margaritas all in one in, in the vaccine or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like maybe more people are willing to take it. I might take it again. And then you can track all of us uh, the way that Bill Gates is already doing and see yeah. if we go to your Margaritaville restaurants or retirement communities as well. Oh, I'm, yeah. lo- I'm loving these ideas. I'm sending them over to my man. My man, he's my liaison to Margaritaville's laboratories. We do have laboratories, Margaritaville laboratories, in uh, in 
I believe those are uh, right adjacent to the CDC in Atlanta. Mm. And I'll get them right to work because right now they're working on and they're very close to finishing a cure for AIDS and a cure for cancer. I'm going to get them off of that and onto these two projects. I Maybe think you shouldn't, gonna... but you know. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Uh... No, 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 no. You can't change my mind. Okay. I'm already doing it. It's done. Can't, no change in, in attitude or latitude on this one? Nope. I'm digging my heels in. A pirate looks at a million-dollar idea. That's, that's what this song's going to be called. <laughs> there you uh, go. Yep. Um, all we ask is our cut, Mr. Buffett. I think that's fair. We, you know, let us yeah. win. Hey! What? Or like a free pass to one of your shows or, you know, a boat ride. Really? Nothing? You just said those are million dollar ideas. <laughs> well, maybe they are. And you know what? Uh, we never got anything in writing when you gave me the idea. Ah, damn. You hey, are, I'm a true businessman. You don't get to where I am by being a nice guy. Okay? We, you taught us a valuable lesson today, Mr. Buffett. If anything, like, yeah. you can't... Your appearance on the show was just to teach a lesson to everyone out there. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Well, you, you live, you learn, boys. Yeah. One love, you know, as you One say. One love. On your shirt. It says it on my shirt. People are clamoring for me to do more Marley covers. Yeah. Your fraternities need more music to listen to. For Absolutely. Sure. And cruise ships need more music to play. Margaret, Latitude Margaritaville needs more songs to play. So I got to start churning out the hits. There you go. I wish I had a pencil thin mustache. <laughs> the Boston Blackie kind. Oh, boy. Well, Mr. Buffett, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. We don't want to hold you up anymore. I know you're, you're very busy. Oh, yeah. Very, very busy. You got to get back to a big day of being on a boat and being drunk as hell. Yep. Yep um well come back anytime uh don't wait a couple of years like this time absolutely and, uh, we'd love to have you on again you, I, i'm you there boys that. thank you for the ideas thank you for letting me steal them and profit from them sure okay. thing stay safe. We can do. stay safe boys bye <laughs> bye mr bye 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 man that wow. was crazy yeah i I have to say, I, I feel like his craziness level has just skyrocketed since the last time we talked to him. I guess it's COVID. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It an age, you know, yeah. happens. Yep. So I don't know. Maybe Kevin will be able to to jump back in here in a second. But um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, we're we're just gonna trek through here and uh, let's talk a little baseball. Sure. Okay. You know, because that's been going on as well. Absolutely. And uh, it seems like, um, yeah, the Bravos, it's not going to be their year. And uh, it's not going to be, um, it's not going to be the Yankees year either. They're another team that's. Yeah. Both those teams with high expectations have, uh, have really crapped out. Um, but, you know, I think, one of the bigger stories in baseball over the last week or so has been the, the controversy over sticky stuff. Yeah. Um, because major league baseball is deciding to enforce a rule that has already existed for a very long time as they want to do, where they have rules that they don't actually enforce, uh, until they decide that they need to. Um, so yeah, all these pitchers have been using, these foreign substances to increase their spin rate. And now umps are going to start cracking down on that. Um, and I think the most interesting case is Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Uh, um, I think he gave up like five or six runs the other day. And people are speculating it's because he's, he's not, a uh, he's not able to, to use the, the spider tack or whatever. Yeah. And he's been talking about this forever. Yeah. Um, he tweeted it out years ago uh about this problem and no one really listened to him and um yeah i mean the guy's annoying but he's been right along and he's talking about how it's like sunscreen mixed with 
pine tar can work yeah. and glue and, and yeah. like every time they touch their arms, like they're going yeah. for it or in their glove as well. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's like if they're going to cheat, I'd rather the batters be doing well than the pitchers, honestly, because it's more know, fun to that, see dingers than it is yeah. to see strikeouts and no hitters and no action. That's that's what kind of sucks about it is we're having this like historically poor offensive season across all of baseball. It's it's not good for the game. Um, but I don't know. It's a lot, and a lot of it's kind of traced back to the Astros. I feel like. Yeah, it goes back. Oh, Kevin, you're back. Your internet started working. Oh but yeah, Zoom's yeah. acting up. I don't know. Sorry, the Zoom's been weird. No, I, it's all good. But I, <clears throat> I was able to catch some of the stream. Exciting to see Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, uh, yeah. We were just saying he's he seems even crazier than he did uh, the last time we talked to him. Yeah, well, you know, this year's been hard. I think people are a little unhinged in ways that no one he's, could have predicted. He's an older man. Yeah, yeah. And he also but, he knows us better. He's being a little more loose. With yeah, sure, sure, he, sure. And we owed him. He did that drop for us. So yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we were just talking about like the sticky stuff in baseball and how that's become the topic du jour. Oh yeah, uh, I feel like it was because there was like an athletic piece or um, something like that. But something got it started, and uh, I guess they started to i don't know what they're doing to enforce it but I, I i think i heard that umps are gonna start are gonna be allowed to like check a pitcher's like hat or belt or whatever after every inning or something like before they go back into the dugout to see if they um so and and also that josh donaldson i think he called out garrett cole specifically yeah. and was like that guy um you know I, I don't remember what exactly he basically said like that guy wouldn't be as good if he if he wasn't well, using sticky stuff if you go on youtube and you type in garrett cole there's hundreds of videos specifically talking about garrett cole and how he went from an okay pitcher to amazing because he started getting his spin rate up and there's so many breakdowns I've seen on various YouTube videos. It's it's bonkers. I feel like yes. he's like the prime target right now. Yeah. So Garrett Cole went to the Astros and became this like amazing pitcher. Charlie Morton had had this like middling career. And then he got to the Astros and became better than he ever has been in his late 30s. Granted, he's one of our guys as a Braves fan, but it's like. But he's not as good as when he was with the Astros. Yeah. Yes. It's like. It seems like the Astros, and I mean, I guess, like, and to a certain degree, it seems like everybody was doing it, but the Astros figured out, like, the formula better than anybody else. Uh, right, and that spider tag stuff, like, I, I researched it a little bit, because it's, I think it's literally to trap spiders, mm -hmm. like, and in, in, if you have a spider problem, and it, it's incredibly sticky. I think you even have to, like, uh, use some i'm not sure what but you can't just get it off with soap and water mm -hmm. um and so yeah if you're using that to like have the ball stick to your hand and manipulate it in ways it's like yeah that's 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 pretty that's cheating yeah so um it seems like it escalated from like pitchers use pine tar and rosin to sunscreen and rosin and mm -hmm. then when it gets to like spider tech it's like that's insane yeah well so yeah. One one pitcher who's not using this stuff and uh, is just unbelievable and whatever, and we mention him all the time, is Jacob deGrom. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the other thing I, I keep hearing out of, like, baseball is that he's just on another level. He doesn't – his teammates all came out and said he doesn't use sticky stuff. He has more RBIs this season than runs allowed. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, he's up to five RBIs and he's only allowed all season four runs. Yeah, um, it's it's crazy. It's crazy to I can't remember another player. At least I'm having a hard time remembering like a player on a rival team that I just like admire so much because it's yeah. just like he's amazing. It's mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, carrying the sub one, the ERA to like the middle point of the season, which is right. bonkers. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's wild. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. So hopefully them cracking down on the sticky stuff, though, for other pitchers will increase some of the offense because it's been one of the worst offensive years ever. Yeah. And that doesn't make people want to watch baseball. If no, you're a I'm casual not, fan, like, you don't – that's not fun. I was going to say, I'm not going to lie. I, I haven't been watching – not just because the Braves suck, but just because like the games have been extra slow or like extra strikeout heavy. Like I have, I've missed, I've checked out of baseball a little bit. I've missed a lot. Yeah. The Braves are just serving up slop right now. It's just the crappiest, most disappointing baseball you can possibly watch. Well, the lineup on Sunday was just like a a, bunch um, of nobodies. (laughs) Abraham Almonte was hitting cleanup. Yeah. No, it's bad when some guy you've never heard of. Yeah. Is, is yeah the Braves it's been because after last time we talked they had just won two out of three against the Dodgers and it felt like this could be a turning point and then they in my opinion could have and should have swept the Phillies but then allowed walk-off hits. two games in a row two yeah. games in a row and then lost the first two of three to the freaking Marlins yeah um, so I don't know like I feel like we're getting close to the point because people keep saying they always say like you know june or some version of like memorial day or june or the all-star break that's when you can judge teams we're getting very close to that and uh if you had to judge the braves and say this is just not their year and it's the same with the yankees they asked aaron boone about that uh over the weekend and he was very defensive about it but the yankees are eesh yeah, and they have a better record, but still better record. But you know, they got swept by the Tigers. Mm-hmm. They just got swept in a two-game series by the Phillies. Yeah, uh, I mean their offense is bad. Their defense is bad. The division they're in is brutal. Yeah, because um, the Red Sox, Jays, and Rays are all good teams. So. Yeah, the Rays are the best team in baseball right now, right? Yeah. And Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is like the best hitter in baseball right now. So they have a tough road. When they got swept by the Tigers, was that the series where the Tigers pitcher puked on the mound before the I think that might have been against the Twins. I'm not sure, but uh, I did look up that video. I did see that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that dude straight up puked. Thank you, Kyle. It was the White Sox. Um, At least, yeah, Yerman Mercedes was at the plate. That's right. And you see him in the, in the, re, like his reaction yeah. is just like, Ugh, yeah. like what yeah. just happened? Cause it was a lot of vomit. It yeah. was. Yeah. I'm curious, like what? It was his first appearance of the season. I wonder if it was nerves. I wonder if. I'm guessing yeah. it was nerves, but it, I feel like with nerves, you don't see that volume of puke. I know. Like, maybe I know. <laughs> Margaritaville. Margaritaville. Hey came in or something he might have um he might have just been chugging out of nervousness chugging uh water gatorade or something yeah but that was pretty gross have y'all ever puked anywhere like that any like kind of like what's the we or i don't know you don't have to have one because i've been trying to think too like where was the weirdest puke i had but i don't yeah i I did have you know what i did um hold on kyle's just giving uh (laughs) oh Yeah, he's uh, he's zing Detroit's water supply. Touche. Um, yeah, Michigan, not great track record on water supplies. Um, I do think the weirdest, uh, it was a situation, maybe I don't know. Um, I was sick, I had this weird bug that a bunch of people got, it was super contagious a couple years ago. Both my roommates got it, someone anyway. It was just like eight hours of nonstop, like puking. It was really bad, but I didn't realize I was sick. It happened really quick. And I went to Anthony and Son's Panini, great sandwich place in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Got a sandwich, was outside eating it, or like took a couple bites and then just out of nowhere, puked right on um, Frost Frost Street in Williamsburg. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've definitely had a street, I feel like I've had a street puke, but I, I don't, I, I don't have any specific 
memories. Um, yeah, I don't have anything embarrassing like in front of people like that. Yeah. But I do remember in college at the University of Tennessee walking to 8 a.m. classes and people puking on the way to class, like stopping. And like, cool, man. We're here to learn. Higher education, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I don't. That would be an all timer. That, that uh, puking in front of a stadium full of people, George H.W. Bush puking on the prime minister of Japan. Those are on his lap. Classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah, is. like I've I've farted in front of a lot of people in an embarrassing fashion, but I've never <laughs> vomited. Yeah. yeah. I, I I'm one of those people who I hate puking. I, I need to embrace it more because mm-hmm. it almost always makes you feel better, but I generally try to avoid it. So yeah. I don't puke often. Um, no, I, I'm not it's not yeah. common for me either. Yeah. Me neither. And, not since I got in this great shape. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'm not bulimic. That's not funny. Oh. Um, I bailed on that as I was saying it, and I should have. Um, <laughs> I wanted to bring up this before we go. I know we were gone over a little bit, but I wanted to crap on Tony Larusa a little bit more because uh, it's easy to do. This is from a few weeks ago. Because um, we've we've come down on to, uh, manager of the White Sox, Tony Larusa, a lot, and this is not necessarily his fault, but like it's, it involves him, so it is. But I saw this story, the White Sox uh, in their stadium, they had a concession stand area named for Loretta Michelle, who she was a concessions lady who had worked for the White Sox for 60 years. It was dedicated to her in 2005 during the World Series. You know, it was one of those like every team has like that local usher, ticket taker, concession stand worker that's been there forever. That's kind of legendary and everyone loves well, that concession stand was renamed at the start of the season to La Russa's Lounge. And it's just like, Tony, you don't have like the, I don't know, smarts to be like, no, don't, don't change the name of that one. Just name another place or like, yeah, leave it as is. Cause it seems like a, a lot of people goof that decision. Like, yeah, you have to assume somebody in the front office came up with this idea to change the name first of all so bad idea to do that in the first place and then yeah you'd think tony would have had an opportunity to be like hey that's not necessary don't take this honor away exactly and and name it after me but everywhere along the line everybody's like yeah great idea yeah terrible terrible idea i don't know why the ownership in the front office in chicago thinks like they're people who tune in for tony la russa like yeah nobody cares uh i don't know he's just not why like he's not he hasn't endeared himself to white Sox the white Sox fans in the way that they think he has yeah in my opinion so in my if you ask me that's a big lose for the white Sox. yeah this like reading the article is heartbreaking uh if you find it because she was 85 when it happened she'd been working for, for 60 years they brought her on the field before the game and surprised her with it. And like her quote is, I'd like to have died when I saw it. They had me on the field. I waved and they blew kisses to everyone. Um, she said she cried and cried and really thought that there was nothing better. She's also a grandmother to 25 kids. Wow. So this old lady got replaced by a drunk a-hole. Um, so that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the White Sox uh, front office there. They're making some boneheaded decisions uh, aside from their player personnel, which they've done a very good job on. Right. Um, and then, yeah, before we go, let's end on a, like, a little bit of a less sad note. Uh, I see on our notes, Barry Bonds' pup, his schnauzer, was in the Westminster Dog Show. Yes, yeah. he was. Um, here, I'll play a little audio from that. Amazing just to be here to see it. It's beautiful. I've watched it on TV. But to actually be here is amazing. And to actually have a dog here makes it even more gratifying. It's incredibly special. You're going to love this experience. Okay, when Rocky's out there today, are you going to be nervous? Like when you competed at all? Or 
nodded, not the least? No, the reward is getting here. You know, he qualified, and that's the reward. It's like I sit there so when I play baseball. It's just getting there. And I've been to a lot of playoffs, and I've been to a World Series. I never won but for 22 years, and I kept trying. But the actual thing is just the work ethics, how you do, how you get there. And, you know, I'm just proud that he's Anyway, so, yeah, I agree with Barry. Uh, winning a World Series doesn't matter. It's not that great. No. Yeah, yeah. it's like... Take it from him, a guy who never did it. That's not why you play. No. Yeah, you ask anybody, they're just happy to get there. They don't really care about the winning it part. Yeah, you play to you play to not be able to throw Sid Bream out at the plate. <laughs> exactly, and that's that's why, um, as a fan, I couldn't agree more. I don't mm-hmm. care if my team wins. It's about them getting there and them working hard. Yeah, yeah. and his schnauzer ended up not winning but you know maybe next time he'll he'll come back with a a a bigger stronger donk yeah next time he'll have um a bull mastiff that'll yeah it'll murder the competition or he'll just have the same schnauzer but it'll be like jacked (laughs) a bigger head freakishly large (laughs) just a jack schnauzer yeah that would be great so Oh boy. I'm telling you to give your dog steroids, but maybe hey, if you wanted to win. <laughs> I mean, I'm not not doing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, not training for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I wouldn't train my dog. I, this is a tangent. I know we're trying to wrap up. I wouldn't train my dog to go to the kennel show or the Westminster Kennel Club show. I If I have to train my dog on anything, and I've told my wife this too, I should have put it in a prenup, but I wasn't thinking ahead. Mm. I only put the Margaritaville thing in there. I want my dog to be the frisbee-catching dogs that you see at halftime shows at like NBA yeah. games and stuff, because those are like my second favorite halftime shows yeah. at arenas, the, the frisbee-catching dogs. What's, yeah, your first, what's your first favorite? Oh, Red Panda. She's the best. The little la- the lady who gets on the unicycle and has all the plates and throws them up and catches uh, them on her. She's incredible. She's so good. Um. Yeah. And also, aren't there the, the like the outdoor games dogs? There's surfing dogs. There's yeah. we've seen the competitions, and there's also like the long jump into the pool where they That's like run was, and they do. Yeah, like, the, I like yeah. those ones too. Yeah. yeah, those are great. Yeah, uh, any of those. But like those long jump dogs, like are trained with frisbees a lot of times, so you can do both okay. with them. Yeah, yeah, nice cross training. Yeah, and we found out our dog is actually kind of built for that because she's half white German Shepherd, half Australian cattle dog. So she's like nice. a little bit smaller. So she's really agile and has that thing. So one day I'm coming for you, yeah. Barry Bonds. <laughs> Just give her some steroids. She'll get there. She'll get there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that. I think that's going to wrap it up for another classic episode here. Um, thank you all for listening and watching. Make sure you check out the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and all the other hosts of great shows and download the app um thank you once again to jimmy buffett for joining us it's a true honor every time to be able to talk to to the king of partying oh yeah yeah blessed blessed to speak to him great guy and also make sure that yeah if you're if you got parents or grandparents who are are a little bit up there in age make sure you check out those uh communities because um hey why not yeah yeah they should a great way to end your life (laughs) it's a you know, catch a little slice of heaven before you actually get there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well said. But, uh, but yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week at 4 o'clock as always. And, uh, yeah, have a great week, everyone. And uh, we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.